Hey, my, if we hadn't met yet, my name is Jordan. I'm one of the pastors here. And for those of you watching online, if you'll drop in the chat, let us know. Uh, let us know where you're watching from. But hey, Happy New Year. Guys, like we, 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 we made it to 2022. I forgot what year it was. <laughs> but uh, I started thinking back. Uh, do you remember coming to the end of 2020? And I was like, oh my goodness. I can't wait to get through the end of 2020. I can't wait for 2021. It's got to get here. And I'm like, you know, 2021, we're going to be like COVID who? You know, like all that's going to be gone. And then 2021 got here. <laughs> and then how many of you guys, like you call yourself, you, you, you're coming uh, to the end of 2021. You're like, thank God, it's over. We're here and 2022 is going to be my year. And then uh, the moment you realize that uh, 2022 is pronounced 2022. I mean, I really worked on that when I was hoping it was going to land. So give me a good pity laugh. <laughs> um, but like, honestly, I think if we're, 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 we're going to be honest with each other, every year we get to the end of that year. And we're like counting down the days and, you know, the holidays are busy and we're like, if I can just get to the next year. And then you wake up January 1. Hopefully you didn't have too bad of a headache. I don't know how some of you guys went, but you know, you wake up and you're like, it's a new year. But how can we get through, like how can we get through this year, whether it's good or bad, and not be counting down to the end, like if I can just get to 2023. Like how can we do that? And, and I, I got, I'll do a little exercise with you guys. So as you came in, you were given a tape measure. And if you didn't get a tape measure, I want you to raise your hand. And we got some people in the crowd. They're gonna help you. If you're online, get a sheet of paper. And um, what we're gonna do is I want you to, if you're online, like make you a little ruler with a sheet of paper. You could get a tape measure and cut it. It'd probably be a waste of a lot of money. But, um, but uh, <laughs> what you want you to do is count from zero to 100, going by fives, and, and, and get your tape measure out. So we're gonna do this exercise and, and raise your hand if you need one and they're gonna get some out. And some of you got some shorter ones. It's okay, maybe that's the sign that, you know, you're not gonna, I'm kidding, it's, it's not anything bad. Um, those of you online, I'll give you a chance to get a sheet of paper. But here's, I gotta I got give a little disclaimer. This idea came from a guy named Miles Adcock. And so Miles runs an organization called Onsite. It is an internationally known like therapeutic center and personal growth center located in West Tennessee. And he did this with a team I was on. And so I wanna do it with you guys. So I'll give you just another second. If you need one, wave your hands in the air like you just don't care, you know, something like that. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. Um, is I want, you know, you gotta be honest. So we're gonna go to the centimeter side, have it on top. Uh, and I want you to find your age, okay? And, and listen, ladies, there's no point in lying right now, you know, so let's be real. Um, so find your age and I want you to tear the tape measure at your age. So online, come on, do it with us. We're gonna tear our tape measure. At your age, tear it at your age you are now, not the age you, you, you lie about, but the age you really are. Um, okay, so once you tear it, you got two, you got two pieces, right? Uh, so listen, you tear it at your age. And listen, if you're having a hard time finding your age, flip it up so everybody can participate. Centimeters, I know. We're in America, we don't like doing that, but you know, flip it up, we got the centimeters on the top. Tear it at your age. Okay, now listen, look at me, guys. From your age back to zero, that's 2021 and before. And so that piece, that's the past. And so, yeah, yes, we can be excited about that. Um, but here, but look at me. So for some of us, the past 
it, it, repre- it, could represent, um, it could represent something, huh, it could represent something done to you. For some of you, it could represent a heartbreak, um, a loss of a loved one. Um, it, it, it could represent a diagnosis in the past that maybe still haunts you today. Um, but this, this is our past. And, and I want you to wad it up. And now that you've wadded it up, I want you to unwad it. Because some of you need to hear this. So you unwad it real quick. I know. And I don't even know if wad is a word you use out here. We do in the Southeast where I'm from. Um, so listen, everybody look at me. Hold, hold up your past. If your, pa- your past really isn't your past if it's unpacked in your present. Your past isn't really your past if it's unpacked in your present. So here's what we're gonna do. It's, it's the end. So wad it up. Don't throw it at somebody, but just drop it behind you. Now listen, single people, if you're looking at their past, trying to figure out their age, if it works out, name your first kid Jordan. But listen, don't look at their past, so drop your past. It's done, right? Now listen, okay. Now the next part, here's what we wanna do. Um, You get to guess, right? Uh, (laughs) So I want you to find the number that represents the age you think you'll die at. Happy New Year. And we're gonna talk about (laughs) your death. Now, we we, we could make it really depressing and talk about average lifespan of men and women. We're not gonna do that. So pick the age you think you're gonna die at or you you hope to live to. I don't know how I wanna say that. I should have thought through that a little better. And I want you to tear it at whatever uh, the age you hope to live to. I want you to tear that. Now, just just out of curiosity, how many of you guys picked like 100? Look at these, it's all the young people. Look at these optimistic people in the room. Okay, so listen. Okay, so listen, this is your future. So this is your future. And here's the beauty. Listen, look at me, church. As believers, here's the beauty of this, is this represents eternity. This is like forever in heaven with Jesus. And and that's the hope we have as believers. And and, and here's the even better part. Like, I don't know if one day, like we're gonna have like a, in heaven, we're gonna have a flag football game with all the people from the gathering. Like, oh, you actually made it? Yes, you know? I don't know what it's gonna be like. But, But we get to look forward to that. But now let's drop it. That's eternity. That's with Jesus. Um, and so here's what you have. This is your life. So what you have is your life. And, and I, I think this, when you, hmm, when, you, when you realize how much time you have, you tend to make the time that you have count. And so listen, the psalmist says this. Check it out. So on the screen, he says in Psalms 39, 5, you have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is but a breath. The psalmist says life is short. And and we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Life is short. But listen, in Psalms 91, 12, we read this. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Some translations say Teach us to count our days. Um, When you look at your life, I think there's a wisdom the psalmist is telling us is, is listen, church, when we count our days, we learn to make our days count. And so this is is the rest of your life. And and, and what are we gonna do with this? And one thing I've noticed about the new year is we all make New Year's resolutions, we make decisions. um, And and I think they're they're good for the most part, right? Like, but they're essentially decisions that hopefully will add more days to our life. How many have already given up on your New Year's resolutions? Day two, 
Okay, there's honest people. I'm proud of you. Um, So listen, like some of us, you may make the decision and it's a good decision to start exercising, right? Like you're like, you know what? I'm gonna go to the gym every day of the week. So tomorrow morning when you're in Mountainside, I'm gonna be angry at you for taking my parking spot. But it's a good decision. Um, Some of you, you may say, you know what? And this, it is a wise decision. I'm gonna cut out sodas this year. You know, and you'll make that decision. Some of you, uh, some of you may be like, I need to sleep more so you can go to bed early. Um, and there's different decisions. You're gonna cut out coffee and you probably should because coffee is absolutely disgusting. And I know I'm carrying a coffee cup, but it's actually water. So, um, but here's the truth about these decisions. While they are good, we're gonna finish 2022 feeling the same way we did about 2021. Um, We can look at this year and we may not even feel like we fulfilled or did much with it. Like we could get to the end of 2022, fulfill all these decisions, be healthier, lose inches, all this kind of stuff, sleep better. But was it really a year worth remembering? Do you walk out of that year, year fulfilled and, and happier? Um, I think what we do is we need to figure out a way to make this time more fulfilling, make it feel more worthwhile. And here's what I noticed. At the start of 2022, we've all made decisions that are essentially attempts to add more days to our life. Like if we eat better, if I, if I drink less coffee, thank you, Jesus, if I... Um, if I exercise more, I'll add more days to my life. <laughs> but let's start off 2022 in a way that adds more life to our days. Like, come on, we can clap, we can clap. What if, what if we made decisions today that weren't based on, look at me, church, of adding more days to our life, but instead were based on adding more life to our days? Because in the end, I think that's, what we're gonna, that's, what we're, that's what's gonna make us feel fulfilled. But also I think that's gonna be living the life Jesus called for us to live. Because here's what he says. Um, actually, Jesus came for you to live a life that you love and for you to love the life that you live and love the life that you have. But I don't think we necessarily start the year out thinking the way Jesus wants us to think. He says this in John 10, 10, Jesus says, the thief's purpose is to steal, to kill and destroy. My purpose, is, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. And in this statement, listen, Jesus gives us two truths. The first is this, you got an enemy of your soul. It's the devil and the devil wants to rob you of your peace, your joy and your, your happiness. Uh, have, you, have you ever realized this? You, you don't have to try really hard to live life stressed, depressed, broke, overwhelmed. Like you don't have to, like life will just let that happen for you if you let it. Like it's, it's, really, it's, it's really easy. Um, the world makes it really easy, but then Jesus teaches this second truth. He came for you to have a great life. So listen, John 10, 10. It, it, listen, it, it says this, that Jesus didn't come. Huh? Jesus came for you to love the life that you have and live a life that you love. Jesus came to add more life to your days. And, and Jesus, listen, Jesus didn't come for you to have a new car. He didn't come for you to have a new house, to have a new six pack if you're trying to go to the gym. He, he, he didn't, he came to give you a new life. He came to give you a better life. He came to give you a rich and satisfying and fulfilling life. Jesus came to add more life to your days. He didn't come to guarantee you to live to the age you predicted, but he did say, hey, I'll give more life to your days. So how do we do that? 
How do we live a life that at the end of 2022, we feel like it was the best year ever and then we're just building on it, right? For 2023 and beyond, how, how do we do that? And how do you add more life to your days? And I think Jesus teaches us this in Matthew 6. And so we're gonna jump through this chapter, Matthew chapter 6. And here's your homework. I know I'm giving you homework, I'm sorry, but I want you guys to read all of Matthew chapter six at home by yourselves one day, or maybe tonight or tomorrow, something like that. But um, I wanna take us through Matthew chapter six. And I think Jesus in this chapter, I think he shows us, I think he shows us how to add more life to our days. And if we're honest, that's the life we wanna live. And he says this in Matthew chapter six, verses 19 through 22. This is Jesus talking. And he says, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store, treasure, store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there your heart will be also. See, Jesus comes in really, really strong right here into this crowd and um. I love, and I guess I love Christmas. Like I could, like my favorite day, well, it used to be the day after Thanksgiving, but then I started setting my tree up November 1st. So like, <laughs> I love, the, don't judge me. I see you judging me. Um, but like, I love the Christmas season. But here's one thing I noticed about the Christmas season is we, we, <laughs> we, we kind of made it all about buying stuff. No, but now that the wrapping papers are gone, the bills have to be paid, the music has changed, there's not the station playing Christmas music year round. And if you listen to it on December 27th, you're a bad person. Christmas music's done. Um, sorry, that's a pet peeve. Shouldn't have went there. But now that it's all gone, what's next? And see what Jesus is saying is life isn't about things, but life's about people. He's teaching us something this, that at the end of your life, you're not gonna regret the things you didn't get to buy. But at the end of your life, you're gonna regret the time you didn't get to spend with people. He says, he says life, is, life, is, life is about people. There's, <laughs> I've, I've attended a lot of funerals in my day, and one thing I've noticed, and, and, if, you've no, and if you've seen it different, you tell me, but I've never seen a U-Haul following a hearse. It's, it's, and listen, things aren't bad. It's not bad to have things. It's just bad when things have you. And Jesus is saying life isn't about stuff. And, and you know, there's only two things you're gonna take with you to heaven. And I think one is this, is history with Jesus. This one hit me in my feels. I didn't think it was going to, but like, I think one day when I get to heaven, like Jesus and I are gonna talk about those times every morning at 6 a.m. he and I spent by that blue sectional. And so there's a history we can take to heaven with us. Um, so what's the history you're gonna take to heaven with you? And the second thing you can take to heaven with you is people. Listen, I, I've been wrestling with this and I studied this for like all of December. Um, how do you build treasure in heaven? You help people find and follow Jesus. Like I think you're rich in heaven when you walk up and there's like a sea of people of lives you've impacted. And listen, it might not be, and it, some of you need to tell your story this year and you need to lead somebody to Jesus and it'll change. It, it's like, you'll become like an addict. You're like, 
You'll be trying to lead Pastor John to Jesus after service. He's like, I'm good, I promise. But like, like once you do it, it's contagious. You wanna do it again. And you can be rich in heaven by leading people to Jesus. And some of you just need to tell your story. I mean, that's a good way to start. But like, just imagine walking into heaven to a sea of people that maybe you didn't tell your story to, but it was your generosity and faithfulness. You can build treasure in heaven. And, and, and Jesus says, let's take people to heaven with us. And he's also saying one other thing. I think we, we, we can't breeze by in this. He's saying he's calling, you should answer. Um, he, <laughs> um, he's saying, no matter what you did in 2021 or before, no matter what you did last night, he's teaching us that the real treasure is people. That it's all about people and, and the worth is people. And so if you ever wonder what you're worth, if you ever wonder what you're worth, you're worth Jesus to God. I have an eight-year-old little girl and if it's the train hits you or her, you're a goner. Good luck. <laughs> I'll see you on the other side. But you're worth Jesus to God. You're the treasure. And Jesus is teaching us there's a value and a worth he sees in people and you're the treasure. And so couples, on your way home, on your way to lunch today and you're arguing over which restaurant, remember, your spouse is a treasure, okay? In that moment, you may need to remember it. And then uh, Jesus begins to speak directly to the thing that can turn a great year into a bad year. And it's worry. You ever notice how Worry can take your best moments into your worst moments. He says this, listen, in Matthew 6, 25, Jesus says, this is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food to, and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Jesus said, don't worry. And that's a really, really bold statement. Jesus says, don't worry. And historians believe that nine out of 10 people in Jesus' day live with food insecurity, which means nine out of 10 people Jesus was talking to didn't know where their next meal would come from. And Jesus said, don't worry. So why does Jesus say, don't worry? Anybody ever wonder? Because he knows you worry. <laughs> he says, don't worry because I know you worry. But, and and here's, what, here's what we know is... Um, Worry is the primary weapon of the enemy. Because remember, we learned there's an enemy of our soul. Worry is the primary weapon of the enemy to keep us from adding life to our days because it takes our joy and peace. See, worry will rob you of your joy, your peace, and it keeps you inward focused and outward. And you can't be outward focused. You can't focus on the treasure. You can't help people find and follow Jesus because you're worried. Jesus says, don't worry. Look at the birds. I love this. Listen, he says, Matthew 6, 26, look at the birds. Don't worry, look at birds. So for you bird watchers, you, you're ahead of us. Um, he says this, they don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable than they are? You're worth more than a bird. You're welcome. Happy New Year. See you next time. I'm kidding. Um, see, birds don't worry because they know God will take care of them. Listen, birds sing because they have joy and no worry. <laughs> and if God cares for the birds, maybe you're worth more than a bird. 
And if he cares about where their next meal is coming from, I promise you, every detail of your life that keeps you up at night, every stress, every worry, he sees, he knows, and he cares. And, and see, birds teach us something really, really good. But I'll tell you that in just a second. I got lost in my notes. Um, but uh, in September, I was preparing to move back from Nashville, Tennessee, here to Surprise. And it had been like the long year, probably like the longest two years of my life. It was really hard. And I was, I was moving back and kind of just had some rough circumstances and it was, it was a hard season. So I'm moving back. So I get my little Ram 1500 that'll outpull any of you Fords out there. And I was loading up and had the U-Haul. I'm getting ready to drive across the country, right? And uh, one of my first stops is my dad now, which was, I'll go there. Uh, why not? I got the stage. Um, I, I drove across the country with my dad. It was really cool. And for the men in the room, I think the, the value of it wasn't, because uh, he would, I could show you all the pictures of him sleeping and you'd laugh, but maybe it wasn't um, the words of wisdom or the naps that he took <laughs> and the words he said, but it was the ministry of presence. And so for some of you, like maybe your ministry this year is just to be present. And man, maybe you don't need to drive across the country. You just need to, maybe you need to grab a younger dude and, and, and drive to In-N-Out and treat him to a burger and just talk about life. That wasn't in my notes. Now I gotta focus again. Um, but I just, I wanted to drop that. Uh, so we're, we're driving across the country, right? And I get to our first stop. One of our first stops is San Antonio, Texas, just west on the 10. And we're going in and I got, uh, we're taken into the hotel and uh, it's gonna be a little awkward, but we're family. It was something in my underwear. And I'm like, I don't remember doing that. I don't, what is this? Um, and so I go into the, I go into the hotel room. I get checked in. Yeah, you all, I see, some of you judging me. I see that look, somebody that had helped pack my U-Haul stuck sticky notes and all my luggage, in my underwear, in my t-shirts. Throughout that trip, I would go to pull on a shirt and I would find sticky notes. And uh, I posted notes in my shirts. They were on my deodorant stick, so I do wear it. And you know, I found it. Um, there were sticky notes everywhere. And here's what they were. These post-it notes, listen, they were reminders and scriptures of just God's goodness and faithfulness. And in a tough season, I had this post-it note I could pull out of random gym shorts I put on that day. And reminders that God's got it. And listen, here's what the birds teach us. Birds sleep, wake up, and work. They don't sit and wait on provision. Birds work and God provides. See, birds teach us we do what only we can do and we let God do the rest. And whenever you get worried, God says, look at a bird. Let it remind you of God's provision. And so this year, when you're worried and you're stressed, just like I had the post-it notes in my, in my, in my luggage, um, let a bird be your post-it note from heaven. Let the bird be your post-it note from God saying, I got you and I got this. Let that bird be a post-it note that God said, hey, you work. Do what only you can do and I'll do the rest. 
And when you pull out of the tunnel at Superstar Car Wash and a bird drops a surprise on your hood, remember, God's got you and God's got this. And then Jesus says this in Matthew 6, 27. He says, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Throughout 22, I want you to remember, while worry can't add a single moment to your life, it can take the moments and minutes. While worry can't add minutes and moments to your life, it'll take them. So let that bird be that post-it note. And when you remember God's faithfulness before, you trust him this time. So, so listen, then he goes on and he says this. And um, Jesus sums up this whole passage with one statement. And he tells us how this year to add more life to your days. You guys ready for it? Here's, here's, Jesus gives us the answer. He says in Matthew 6, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he'll give you everything you need. Jesus teaches this, the order you live your life matters. He says the order matters. And he says the way you live your life matters. And then he says, live life on purpose. He says, live life for him. Live life to help people find and follow Jesus. And don't worry. We can break down this one statement of how to add more life to your days with this. Love God, love people, and enjoy life. And what if that was your posture for all of 2022? I'm gonna love God. I'm gonna love people. I'm just gonna enjoy life. How much differently would your life look if you did that? If you said, I'm gonna love God. I'm gonna love people. I'm gonna enjoy life. Because that's the life Jesus came for. You had days to your life when you love God, you love people and you enjoy life. But guess what happens tomorrow? It's Monday. And uh, if you have kids, you got to get them up and get them to school. <laughs> so what are the, what, what's the one decision you can make tomorrow to add more life to your days? I want to challenge you to go spiritual before you go digital. So listen, listen, that's good. Well, we can clap about that. Jesus says, seek the kingdom first. Before your Instagram is checked, before your emails, before your text, see God. I, I've, I've realized that no matter how quick I respond to the emails, more is, more is going to come. You know what else I realized? It's crazy. If I respond to it at 6 or 6.20, it doesn't make that much difference. It's not going to make me that much more money, if any, and it's not going to really change the world. What would your, world, what would your 2022 look like if you seek God first? <laughs> um, so I want to give you a challenge. I want you to spend your first 15 minutes a day with Jesus. I want you to go spiritual before you go digital. Go spiritual before you go digital. Um, <laughs> what if uh, this year, 2022, you spent your fir- first cup of coffee with Jesus? Now listen, some of you, Jesus don't even want to hear from you till you have coffee. We know how you are, but like... <laughs> What if you had that first cup of coffee with Jesus? How would seeking God first change 2022? And I get it. You're like, where am I going to get 15 more minutes for? You know, the truth is you make time for what you want to make time for. So what if you just set your, 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 well, some of you, I would say, set your clock 15 minutes, your alarm 15 minutes earlier. Some of you 45 minutes because of all the times you're going to hit snooze. But like, what if you said, I'm going to get up 15 minutes earlier a day to seek Jesus. 
So I, I'm, I'm from Music City. I call Nashville home. And I've been around some of the best musicians. And guys, I'll be honest. We got some of the best in the valley here. Come on, make some noise for our team. And one thing I've noticed is none of our musicians tune their instruments after they play. It would be terrible. They tune before they play. So what would happen if every day you tuned your heart to Jesus before you went and played the day? And, and, and I know some of you are thinking, man, 15 minutes is a long time. So I want to help you. Here's what your 15 minutes could look like. I want you to spend five minutes telling Jesus thank you and worshiping. And so what does that look like? And, and ah, I'm pulling my phone out. Mama, don't fuss at me. She's watching. She's going to say, Jordan, I'll put your phone on the stage. Um, but every year, every day for the last five years, well, I can't let you read all this. You may judge me because it's my inner thoughts. That's what I talk to God about. But um. Every day I start with, I just type out 10 things I'm grateful for from the day before. And when I look at what God did yesterday, when I look at the birds yesterday, it's easy to find them today. And so spend that first five minutes just, and I'm telling you, I can go back for the last five, six years, every day I've, I've typed out. Some days it's like, Jesus, I just thank you. I didn't kick my kid because she's driving me crazy. You know, as parents, let's just be honest. And there's some days I have got, thank you for your provision. Thank you for your faithfulness. But some days, if you look to what be, to be grateful for, so start your first, your, your first five minutes of the day telling God, thank you. You can worship. Our team is on, by the time you get done with lunch today, this afternoon, they're gonna have a link and you can download a playlist of some of the songs we sing here on Sundays. And maybe you just listen to a song and worship Jesus and say, thank you. Isn't it funny how great you can feel after a worship set in a moment with Jesus here and you get to Tuesday or Wednesday like I can't wait to Sunday why don't you just have Sunday on Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday like you can have it every day but start with Jesus you want to love God love people and enjoy life the first five minutes of worship and telling God thank you second five minutes read something in the Bible and listen I said spiritual before digital the Bible app doesn't count as digital, I guess, right now. Um, but the YouVersion Bible app, you can go to your app store, download it. They have a devotion on anything you can imagine. And just read one of those. So it's like you just, you, you started your day with gratitude. And then you did five minutes of what God's word says about you. You didn't need social media to define you. You didn't need what somebody said or didn't say about you or what that ugly email you got the night before. You let God define you. And then your last five minutes, you pray for somebody else. It's really easy to pray for me. Why don't you pray for your enemy? That coworker that annoys you because they smack their gum too loud in the cubicle next to you, pray for them. Pray they, pray they give up gum in 2022, you know? But like, pray for others. And that's gonna shift your perspective on the day. Let's go spiritual before we go digital. So five minutes telling Jesus, thank you and worshiping. Five minutes of reading. And five minutes praying for others. That's how you can love God. That's how you can add more life to your days. How do you love others? You share your story. Have you ever wished you could just tell somebody what Jesus did in your life? How many people do you wish you could tell?
tell your story too that you had. And listen, for some of you telling your story, it's going to take the biggest act of courage and you're going to fumble through it. But listen, here's what the birds teach us. Remember the birds. Do what you can do. God will do the rest. God never told you to lead anybody to Jesus. He just said, go tell the world about him and your story. He'll do the rest. So what if you told somebody your story? And for some of you, that may be a stretch. So maybe it's an invite to church. And listen, when you invite somebody to church, it changes the whole game. You're like, if they don't play my favorite songs, I'm sending an ugly email. The greeters better be extremely friendly. Like parking better be on point. They better have the best donuts this Sunday. Like they, the preacher, his, his drip better be fire. You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna, be, you're gonna judge everything. And that's good. Because when you invite somebody to church, there's a new weight on it for you, right? And guess what? And we're gonna do it in a few minutes and we're gonna give you a chance, we're gonna give people a chance to follow Jesus. And, and when you invite them, I give you your permission to keep an eye open and watch. Jesus and they're going to join a family life group and their life's going to be forever changed and then you're going to start inviting the pastor that lives next door to you, that pastor's in another church, but you're going to start inviting everybody it's going to be contagious, but you need to share your story because then you can love God you love people, we learn not to worry because we're going to trust God, you enjoy life and that's how in 2022 we're going to add more life to our days I hate the idea. This is going to be the best year ever. It could be, may not be. It could be the worst. I, I'm telling you, every pastor said, 2020, baby, best year ever, 2020 vision. Whew, we could go back. I think I said that too. But right, like what if we said the best year with Jesus we ever had then everything else is going to fall into place? I want to pray for you. So with every head bowed, every eye closed. You know, you did this exercise and you tore off, off the paper. And you realized that uh, the, the peace on eternity scared you because you didn't know where that would be. And then you hear that Jesus came that you may have life. <laughs> and you, you can't have that life without him. And you said, hey, I've tried all the years before on my own, but today's the day I wanna give my life to Jesus and I want to have him help me add more life to my days. If today's the day you say, Jordan, I want to give my life to Jesus. I need him. I want you to slip your hand up all across the room. Somebody said, hey, today's the day I want to ask Jesus into my heart. I want you to slip your hand up. There we go. I see one. Thank you. Is there anybody else? I want us to say this prayer together. And if you're online and this is a decision you want to make. If you'll just say yes in the chat, we'll have somebody reach out to you. So church, we want to pray alone. Let's pray together. All across the room, say, Jesus. Come on, let's say it together. Say, Jesus, I give my life to you. Today, I ask you to be the Lord of my life, to wipe away the sins of my past, the failures of my past, make me new in you. Today, Jesus, I give my life to you. Amen. Come on, church, let's make some noise. Listen, if you said that prayer, 
it was the first time or maybe it was you wanted to give your life back to Jesus, there's a prayer team down here. They would love to pray for you. They love to, to speak to you. But hey, there's some of you that are like, hey, man, I, there's some stuff I'm carrying and I wanna help add more life to my days. There's a team down here and they love to pray and talk with you. Um, I'm gonna pray with you guys one more time as a whole. And then we're gonna go out. We're gonna, we're gonna go out. We're gonna love God, love people and enjoy life, right? Let's pray. Jesus, I love you. Lord, I thank you that you came not to, to give us a new car and the new house. All well, those things are good. Like you, you, you came to give us a new life. So help us live for you today. I pray for everyone in here that, that God, this year we'll start the, the, the day off with you. That we'll, we'll, we'll grow in relationship with you and with others. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Anybody said? Hey, church, we love you. Listen, come on, let's go out. Let's love God, love people, and enjoy life. You guys have a great week.